Hey there. How you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic today. Hey, I got to tell you before we get started, 44 years in radio is is my career and it's all because of Oklahoma City because of a radio station called KOMA that used to broadcast up into Billings, Montana. I was so addicted to that radio station that I wanted to become a part of this broadcast industry. Absolutely. That is incredible to hear. Yeah. Oklahoma City is, is, to me, I call it the great southern city that's caught somewhere in the Midwest. I mean, did you, I mean, you're like right there in the middle of everything. Yeah, 100%. I've loved being in Oklahoma City um, for most of my life. Yeah, I've been like smack dab in the middle, and I've been able to perform at places like in Bricktown. I've been able to perform for um, the Dodgers, and wow. I've been able to do so much, and I just love it. It's got that beautiful river flowing down through it and everything. It's been amazing. Speaking of that river, you know how we creative people are. We find little places in our worlds that become the inspiration of our next written song. Is that river one of them? Absolutely it is. Wow. And it's going to be. Trust me. (laughs) Where do you find your inspiration to be that entertainer? Because, you know, a lot of people don't understand that it's a calling. And if we don't answer it, it's going to it's you know, it's just going to drive us insane. Oh, absolutely. I have been driven like you have to be kind of crazy to be like a like a musical artist making your music. And I have been on guitar singing for about a good five years now, um, just literally writing my heart out because I've been pretty isolated for a lot of my life doing online school and just kind of sitting on my bed with a guitar writing songs and always been pretty like kind of shy to make my own music and actually show it to other people. Mm -hmm. So some part of that will drive you crazy for sure. See, that's every bit the reason why I created Unplugged and Totally Uncut on iHeartRadio is because I'm trying to reach people like yourself that are sitting in their bedrooms or they're tucked away in their cars, but they won't release the music because it's trapped somewhere inside their hearts, but they don't want the world to hear it in fear of being judged. Absolutely. And that is the problem I've run into. I get... I get in my own head about these things. I don't want people to like tell me that I don't know, I'm not enough or that everything that I've worked so hard for isn't actually going to amount to anything. So I overthink and I have, I have to have things be perfect every time and Mm -hmm. it's just not going to be that way. I'm going to like try and fail. How do you deal with that perfectionist? Because you know, that perfectionist is a monster. I'm still learning, honestly. (laughs) Um, I genuinely am. I, uh, I've been making music in my bedroom since I was about like 14 years old. And, um, sometimes I'll only, I'll only actually release things if I like have everything there, like, you know, all the people behind me in like my hometown, they've heard the music and everything. And that's the only time I can release it. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do, Tanner. And the reason, when, when, when you saying that you're, you're recording the music at your age, I mean, you have to understand to your future self how important that is. I'm 61, and I still have tapes of me at 12 years old in my bedroom singing songs. It is so important that you preserve that music because it's not for you. It's the generations after you. Absolutely. 100%. And I don't want that. I don't want a part of me to just be locked away like on a voice note on my phone or something yep, yep. and for it to never reach 
people. See, and that's what I, I think it's fascinating the way that musicians they'll, they'll they'll put something on their on their phones. And I always wonder what what is it going to be like in the moments after Tanner's been here when somebody picks up that phone and hears what you thought was just an idea for a song, but in their moment it was like, oh my god, this I needed this song. <laughs> Exactly. No, 100%. And I think that's the thing is my best stuff is that stuff I do whenever I'm, it's like three in the morning (laughs) and I am just like absolutely like in that mode where I, I am writing the lyrics that are the most true to my heart because I would, you know, normally I'd be asleep, but there's something keeping me up. There's like a feeling, a drive that's like telling me to keep writing. And I'm like, that that is the most authentic feeling i think like the most genuine that that's that's the bad thing about having a studio at the house is that is you know cuz i when i built this in 1995 this studio i didn't come in here until 2016 because i didn't want this to control my life well guess what it's controlling my life and i come in here at three o'clock in the morning yep exactly <laughs> and that that is the best thing and that shows and like i was saying before that shows exactly what i was talking about that you are getting in the studio because there is a passion. There's something going on there. Wow. So what is it about our creative spirits in the way that we think that we have to be able to, you know, to set things free so early in the morning? Is it because we've set the real world aside and we have a moment of solitude? It could be that, but I honestly think it's probably it's probably because there is something that's keeping us awake. Yep. There's something that is like telling our internal clock that like it can wait and that, you know, we we need to get this done in our hearts. And, you know, it might be kind of that, too. Hmm. It's a mixture of things. It Whenever it's late at night, it's relaxing, calming, the whole world's asleep. But I feel like as artists, we can't just like sit back and sleep. We have to like be doing something for ourselves. We have to be writing something creatively, put something in like a bottle for us that we can like kind of share to other people. But the problem is that we don't ever share it to other people because right. we're too scared to. Dude, that's, that's why I challenge you to do a podcast. And then what you do is you, you get these ideas and then you go ahead and put it out there because as Julia Cameron says in the artist way, if you don't display your art, you will never understand criticism. Right. Yeah. That's a really good point. I mean, it would be so awesome to hear a podcast from you going through all of these stages of changes that you're going through and then to find yourself, you know, I mean, what is it like to go before on, on a live stage? What is it like to be on that live stage? And you, you could do two and three minute stories on just what it's like to be Tanner. And I mean, I mean, God, that's what it's all about these days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I never thought about doing a podcast. Uh, I've definitely always listened to them, but I have ever never actually done one myself. Before you go on to that live stage, what is your transition like? Because, I mean, when you go out there, all of a sudden, everybody is receiving Tanner. You're giving, they're receiving. Now, how do you get it back? You know, I used to I used to actually not really, like, entirely grasp the idea of what a actual performance should be like. Mm-hmm. Whenever I was younger, like I was 15, 16, I would sing at different places around Oklahoma, um, and I would, I would sing the song, but I wouldn't like really perform it. I wouldn't give it my heart. I didn't really understand what that was like until much more recently. And I started to, I started to realize that a performance, a performance is, it's a feeling. It is putting everything that you have into yep. your song. Yep. And 
it is literally showing the people in the crowd it is literally showing everyone what what you are made of with your entire body with your entire spirit with your lungs and everything and that is what i'm putting into every single song now and i've realized that i should be going through these songs as stories mm -hmm. that i'm telling with every single song and that way i can portray something that is very authentic very like something that people will remember with every song because for me i can't just put i can't put something out that i would be like even oh, okay that was over that was right, all right 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 for me i i have to, it's a hundred or zero okay mm -hmm. I, I can't i can't put something out that i'm like okay that was all right that helps you understand the world of Eddie Van Halen and Kurt Cobain, doesn't it? Because because they were so tough on themselves that they couldn't just set exactly. something free. And that's the problem I've been running into. But I mean, I I um I can't necessarily just easily break out of that. I want I want every performance to be unique. I want every performance to be you know like big and astounding. But it's it's kind of a uh, it's kind of like that perfect dream that you can't just put into every single song but you try to and i think that's what's important i'm glad you're using the word performance because to me it's never a gig it's always a performance because what what is about to happen is something that cannot be duplicated anywhere else because the moment is there because the people brought themselves i love the art of the performance because it's one of those where you go you kind of look at somebody and say okay i don't know where we're going tonight but tonight we're going somewhere well where i i don't know but i know we're going somewhere yeah exactly and each one is different each one is yeah, unique and each one is cool because of their own it's its own like taste that it leaves you you know what i mean there's mm -hmm. you'll, you'll i'll see for example like a big rock song like and, and this is what's interesting about this is i'll see this big like rock song that hy hypes everybody up and i'm like dang that is really cool i want to do something like that but then i can take that what that person is doing and put that kind of energy into like my own, like its own socket with a different song, like maybe a ballad or something that has that same kind of amount of energy, but just maybe like more smoothed out or something. And that's what's cool about it is I can, I can take that same level of like really freaking powerful energy and just put it into something that is equally good but just in its own unique way, in my in my own way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do, I do. So let me ask you a question as that musician, that live musician on stage. Do you get to jump off that music list? Because as a mobile entertainer, I can go in any direction I want to go to move my floor. What about you? Yeah, so that's kind of how I've been as well. I mean, I'm a soul singer. I'm a rock singer. I can do, do pop stuff. I do ballad stuff, like I, I'm pretty versatile in like the different genres that I actually do. And I love doing them all pretty much. So I'm being up there doing either some like, you know, some soulful music or I'm doing some pop. I, I've, I mean, I've got, I've, I've not just put all of my whatever into one place. You know what I mean? I, I, I've branched out many different times. So if you were to go back into my childhood, into my elementary school, I, there I was, that little kid, he was drawing underground housing and nobody understood what I was doing. And yet here you are today and, and your bio says that you grew up in an underground housing. I sure did. So my grandpa, he, uh, he built houses and my house back in Choctaw was, I don't have it anymore, 
Um, but it was an underground house because it was literally like a fortress. It was built into like a nice. hill. Nice. Um, and yeah, and it was for like storms and tornadoes. Mm-hmm. Grandpa did not like those. And don't you see that happening in the future as we have this climate change so that we're going to be digging more into the dirt? Absolutely. I mean, it's just crazy what's going on in the world. But I mean, um, it's going to be it's it's going to be wild. But I, I, I do think that it is a good idea. It's kind of also why uh, we recently moved out into the countryside yeah. as well. I, I got to tell you, Tanner, I'm really super jealous of you being a part of an acapella group, because when I was in school, it was barbershop. Oh, you had to do barbershop. But you guys came up with a cool name, acapella group. I mean, I'm so jealous that you got to do that. <laughs> Oh yeah, with the Akapop kids. Yep. Oh yeah, I love, I I love being in something like that. That is, it's just so cool because you have so many different like young talent that you're working with, and I, I I don't really, I never really got to be around that exactly growing up in Oklahoma. Um, I would sing at a lot of different Opry's and everything. There's already a lot of experienced, talented, you know, more more older and mature artists, and to be around a bunch of kids who can just like sing and like beatbox and stuff. <laughs> the coolest thing. What's your website, that, man. Yeah. So people can find out more about you. Yeah. My website is currently tannermassey.com. That's simple, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got the domain for that. You got to come back to this show anytime in the future, Tanner. The door is always going to be open for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You'd be brilliant today. Okay. You as well. Thank you so much.